and don't talk to an old girl about you, they're going to start a podcast about your dick. The fuck out of here, man. Shut it down. Welcome, everyone, to Insecure Homegrown. I'm Glenn. What's up, everybody? This is Bree. And this is our second episode. Mm-hmm. An amazing second episode to Insecure. Yes, yes. And so we're going to do same format as last episode. We're going to switch it up a little bit. It's going to be our top three and then bottom three. You ready to get into it, Bree? I'm ready for it. Who should kick it off? I think you should. You think so? Yeah. Okay. All right. So starting with the best three and we'll alternate. Mm-hmm. So my number one. You know, I, I don't know if everyone agrees with this, and I know we got some guests here as well who are listening, um, so we'll get some reactions, but I'm going to say my best one was Molly improving her communication. Okay. So in this episode, we see Molly um, discussing how she's going to approach Andrew for being, you know, shallow or not revealing some of his, you know, deeper, deeper moments. Um, and then we also see her, also see her in this episode talking with Torian, and it takes a while. She makes an awkward comment in the meeting, but eventually she does uh, kind of express to Torian uh, her apology. Mm. So for me, there's some improvement with Molly's communication, not the best, but I'm happy to see that you know she's actually approaching people or you know being sincere when it gets down to it. Okay, yeah, you know what? I see that. I see that. It is not a part of my top, but I do see what you're saying. Uh, The first that I want to go to as far as a top moment for this episode is actually pretty much everything about the Halloween candy scene. So I think that we're not going to have that many moments of like the four friends together in that type of setting. Like episode one, granted they were all at Issa's um, mixer, but they were all doing different things. But in this case, they're literally all sitting down talking about stuff they're really getting into it with, with when molly explains how she feels about andrew um they're they're having kind of a moment that i remember from season one that was like like malibu in the pool or coachella even like i like that they're kind of putting in that friend base that does in some way make this show what it is even if we don't get, get that much from tiffany or from kelly i just appreciated that moment plus the costumes were um dope shout out to kelly being Halle Berry's character from BAPS, Black American <laughs> Princesses. I still don't know who Issa was, so if you're listening out there and you know, please let us know. She had a J on, but otherwise... And her hair was like a little right. bit of a higher fade. Right. But I, I don't know who she was supposed to be. Right. Like, that was a, a sports jersey that she might have had on. Yeah, just like an oversized... <laughs> right. I mean, maybe it's just a J for janky. I don't know. Because that's truly what her costume was compared to everybody else. Come on, right. You can do better than that. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah, I agree. It was nice to see all four back mm-hmm. together, you know, having fun. Some of the improv uh, coming from Kelly. Um, but yeah, no, I have that later, it, this whole scene later for me actually coming back up. Okay. So no, 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 yeah, definitely enjoyable, funny scene and you get a little bit of like real issues coming up with Molly from yeah. her side of things. Yeah. Nice. Um, uh, my second issue, um, kind of ties into that a little bit. I'm going to switch up my second and third issue, uh, for best topics. Okay. So the structure of this episode compared to the, you know, some of the structure of the last episode being... Last episode, the first episode ended with Molly being concerned that Issa's life was a little bit too just messy yeah. and it didn't have to be messy. Uh-huh. Um, this episode, we see Molly, sorry, we see Issa talking to Molly saying, you know, 
why are you so tired? Like, you don't have to be this tired all the time dealing with all these issues. And so I was happy to see the reversal almost um, of, you know, maybe the oncoming or the undoing of their friendship. Hmm. You can kind of see the differences in their, you know, their tracks of their own right now to where, you know, Molly's thinking that Issa's life with TSA Bay, bringing TSA Bay to the... Um, to the fundraiser and how messy everything is, but now it's kind of reversed. Now Molly's doing a little bit too much. Why is she always bringing up issues? Yeah. So I'm happy to kind of see, you know, we're getting back and forth, which is not a good thing. I'm not happy to see their friendship (laughs) explode. Yeah. But I'm happy to kind of, you know, see why, you know, maybe some of the framework. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, we need that because everyone, as soon as this show started, what are Issa's first words? I don't really fuck with Molly anymore. So all of us for every episode are trying to find every single reason why Issa would be led to say something so dramatic and so drastic. You know what I'm saying? So I think you're right. I think that this episode gave us um, a glimpse into how this is building and what we're going to see moving forward. So I feel that. Um, I think I also really enjoyed, and this is a, a pivot completely, but I really enjoyed seeing the block party planning that Issa would do with Condola, whether it was going up and down the actual block the party will be held on, whether, excuse me, it was being in the cafe and finalizing stuff. I feel like seeing these meetings happening, and now it's two episodes in a row that they've been in meetings, they've been talking about it. We know this is going to be a part of the show for real, for real. And it's exciting for me to see the planning because I don't know if any of it is foreshadowing in any way, but that's always uh, fun to kind of like catch something now in episode two that we see in episode eight, for example. Um, so I like the way that the planning is continually being showcased and highlighted. Like, don't forget this block party is in the works for real and we will see it happen. So I'm just excited. I'm ready for the block party. Yeah. Yeah. And seeing the process of it is what I love. The process of, like you said, them going to the space, to the venue, looking at it. Um, and so it kind of anchors down the show as we see this progress, you know, we know, Maybe this is going to be the finale when it happens. Maybe it's going to be mid-season when it happens. Um, but it's good to have something to anchor down and go from there. Do you remember where? Remember when she was uh, last season planning out uh, this with, uh, you know, Nathan? Oh, yeah. <laughs> she sure was. I mean, he was supportive in the in City Hall or wherever she went to get the paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's true. I think about all the paperwork she had to do at first. Yes. Um, you know, with the, the city worker who might have said some things in Spanish. I don't think we ever translated that. Did, <laughs> we didn't. We didn't get anything in the captions. And, you know, I'm just conversational. I, I can't help you out there. Right. So if anyone in the audience ever got a translation of what she said. I'm trying to think. Was it in... Was it in any of the the like the wind downs or anything? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. Oh man! But yeah, this has been in the works for a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. My last positive it was kind of a little bit of a tangent, but I'm happy to see Molly and Issa doing the self care Sundays. Okay. You know, while their friendship is exploding, <laughs> um, they're still like being healthy, trying to find ways to get out, be active. I mean, maybe the marijuana wasn't needed during the yoga session, but, you know, it's Yes, it was, Glenn. It was. Yes, it was. Um, And so, yeah, it's important just to have, like, representation of, you know, people of color, the community, Mm -hmm. being active, finding different avenues. Um, Because, I mean, I feel like a lot of people don't think yoga um, as a way to be active. And then, you know, seeing, you know, people like us out, you know, isn't something that's, you know, very common. Right. I do like that imagery too. That's 
something that I think this show has done a very good job of without ever doing it in an overt manner. It's always seeing black folks and people of color in spaces that we just normally aren't in, whether it's the workspace, whether it's the atmosphere in nature, or whether it's some third thing altogether. I think this show does a good job of that. And I don't know if we talked about this last week or if it was in some other setting, but the show within the show, this go around, talking about looking for Latoya is that commentary on black people in America, how much we're cared about or not cared about, and what that means, especially in the context of a, a TV show that's investigating and you know trying to figure out where Latoya is. So, right. Are you talking yeah. about looking for a Toyota? Are you talking about we need to go by the dealership? Is that what you're referring to? With I... The amateur sketch. Nah. Right. Oh man. All right. Does that segue us into the bottom three? Right. It does. Okay. So bottom three. These are the moments that stood out to me, and not necessarily for the best uh, reasons. But the first one for me, and this is actually like opposite of your first one. I'm going to go with Molly's dishonesty. Yes, she was communicating more. However, that communication was lies. And in two situations. One was with Issa, of course, at the top of the mountain. We see this at the end of the show. She's literally zoned out or tuned out what Issa is saying. Um, Right after she told her that the message that was actually from Andrew was from somebody else. She didn't keep it real. And she also does this in a setting with uh, with Torian and at work. And I feel like I'm not sure why. Actually, you know what? That was another one of my bottom three. Okay. So let me. Let oh. Me... It's okay. It's okay. No, 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 no. Molly no. has a lot of things going around. I know. That's another one. I'll show that in a minute. But the other dishonest moment I actually wanted to highlight was Molly at the restaurant or at Issa's, Issa's spot with Condola. You know that she doesn't want Condola there. And I didn't really appreciate that Molly, while it, I guess it's nice to say, yeah, sure, girl, you can kick it with us, you can eat with us. If Molly has been having something she's needed to say to Issa for some time, this was the moment for her to say, hey, girl, I really need to, and think back, think back to the Halloween scene, like I told you earlier. Kelly already knew what Molly was going through. Uh, we can go ahead and, and assume that Tiffany already knew. Issa was just now hearing the news. So if they want to continue to have the friendship we know that has kind of uh, led us through this this whole series, Molly's got to be more honest. Girl, if you just want to talk to Issa, just say that. So sorry, Condola. We're, we need to catch up. And if you don't mind, you know, we'll see you next time. Yeah. Or whatever. Um, so yeah. on on So both cases were with Issa where she was lying. And again, just prescriptive at this point. Like yep. we... We know they're going to have a falling out, and so we're just getting bits and pieces here. Um, but in this particular episode, what I didn't like was how Molly was lying. Yep. And, I mean, I will say, <laughs> my first point was saying Molly's communication has improved. Mm-hmm. Not impeccable, <laughs> not perfect. I mean, not an ace on the test, but, you know, probably fair, fair. You know, a C, maybe. Okay. Um, but, yeah, you're right. You know, And that was one of my bottom points as well. When it comes to Molly and Issa... Um, and when it comes to like finally getting out the truth, it, it just takes such a long time. The friendship, so that was my um, my bottom point was uh, Molly and Issa communication, friendship, um, being honest and forthcoming. Just like you said, all the examples of being outside, and she couldn't even, you know, Molly couldn't even tell Issa the truth of who she was on the phone call with. Um, so yeah, no, I, I agreed. Molly 
is getting there, but not fast enough. Not fast enough. And, you know, I understand when it comes to, like, you know, having your best friend get a new friend, you know, jealousy, you know, different feelings pop up. But, you know, just try to speak out and just communicate. Yeah. And you know what? It's not just the jealousy here. It's also Molly seeing somebody who is seeing Issa for her talents and for her skills. Mm. And Molly has never really done that. And I and I I don't think it's fair to say it's because Molly is a lawyer and working in that space while Issa has been working in nonprofit spaces. I think that friendship should be able to transcend the sector you work in. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I think Condola and Issa are hitting it off. And honestly, have been since the graveyard movie thing. Right. And Molly has never really filled that particular space. And I think she's just seeing it very quickly. On top of all the oh, girl, it seems like you want your life to be messier, this and that. And all of that almost feels like it's just the word vomit that has been generated from feeling away for a long period of time. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely all good points. Is Molly truly the best friend, you know? (laughs) Find out next week on Insecure. Right. Oh, man. Find out, yeah, end of the season. We're going to see where things are. Um, Oh, man, such good points. All right. So, yeah, my... Bottom already tied in there. Mm-hmm. You want to give us your other bottom? Okay, yeah, yeah. I did mention this earlier, Molly and Torian. Just the whole dynamic there is really odd to me. Um, has been since last season when Molly kind of uh, swerved my guy and then did a lot of work without his uh, input. And then he came back, and when she was at Coachella, he stepped up. And it's just been so tumultuous and so rocky. And the whole thing to me is just odd. I mean... I guess we have to give Molly a work-based storyline, right? Like, we have to talk about what she's doing at work because that's been part of Molly's whole character from episode one. Um, But I don't like the way it's going. I really don't. I feel like some people are out here saying, oh, Molly and Torian are going to have sex. I absolutely disagree. I think Torian is just in the workspace to be an annoyance (laughs) and to show us yet again that Molly has not grown. And maybe they will at most work together as true colleagues by the end of the season. But that's all I see from it, so it just bothers me. It feels like a waste of time on the show. Yeah, I, I agree. I want, you know, I want like a, a spinoff show uh, showing Molly at work. Because we've only seen Molly at work <laughs> doing wrong things, basically. You know, caught out in the middle of a meeting, and then she looks up to see like a window washer. Yeah. You know, we've seen Molly, you know, kind of throw her co-workers under the bus. Yep. We've seen her switch teams uh, for different projects and stuff. Ignoring her assistant, Karen. <laughs> Where's Karen? Oh, Karen's still working. Oh, there. Karen is all right. Shout out to the assistants that keep, keep businesses <laughs> running out there. <laughs> we don't give them enough credit. True heroes. Um, also, are they still using her office as storage, you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looked a little more open in this episode, actually. They got the boxes out. Right. Finally so. done leveled up. But, yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Just, like, at work, you know, we're supposed to see, we're supposed to imagine Molly as this, like, competent lawyer who is navigating the teams, navigating her caseload. But whenever we see her, she, like, can't even navigate just basic human interaction. Right. Um... So, and yeah, it was interesting. Torian and Molly being in the one room talking to each other. Um, I don't know. When I, whenever I think about like male, female dynamics, I, I didn't like the image of Torian talking down to Molly at the start of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Molly has her hands kind of like, kind of crossed under her desk and Torian's looking down almost like, 
you know, not lecturing to her, but, you know, yeah, expressing his feelings. And she's just sitting there receptively. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of, it bothered me a little bit to see that imagery. Respect um, that. Yeah. He was in like a powerful stance and you're right, literally over her. Right. And then when it came to Molly actually saying her piece, he said a few, like two words and then just kind of walked out, walked out of her office. So, so what are we doing here, <laughs> writers? What, I just, I, I, the whole dynamic really right. doesn't so, sit right with me. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I mean, I think Torian kind of wants, he wants Molly to, you know, be there to support him, but not to say too much to him. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, Molly definitely has to kind of get things together as well. So yeah, that was something going on. Mm-hmm. Do you have another bottom three? Yep. So my next one was, I mean, I, I like this episode a lot. There weren't too many things on the bottom. Sure. Um, let's talk about Lawrence when it comes to talking to uh, Derek and the Chad. The homeboys, yes. <laughs> let's talk Just about it. how much useful information came out of that, <laughs> <laughs> that meeting. It was hilarious. I love the scene for like, you know, just seeing Derek in there and funny lines. Just like, what do you say? I, you know, he... Whenever he breaks up with someone, he leaves town, and he misses, what, he misses Dallas? Dallas, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, funny lines, and even Chad, like, you know, kind of running down the scenario, like, what's going to happen when Condola <laughs> finds out, like. Yeah, yeah, she's going to come around to me, I'm about to put it on her. <laughs> it's so hilarious. While he's dabbing this crust <laughs> to rid it of the gluten he cannot have. Right. <laughs> he's so extra. Right. I mean, maybe Chad has celiacs. We, you know, we don't know, but. <laughs> You know, anyways, I felt like not much useful information came out of that Agreed. session. I think Lawrence went and did what he wanted to in the end. Right. I, I don't think he took anybody's advice. Yeah. So. Once again. But funny line, funny moment, funny scene. But, you know, I feel like it wasn't the most useful. Yeah. And when it came to the action that came out of it, you know, going to Issa's plays and then Issa having to call Lawrence later in the episode to say, hey, does Condola know about our meeting? Mm-hmm. all that's just a little bit suspect yep um, yep it sure is i completely agree with that and what's funny is i enjoyed the kind of back and forth and the banter that Issa and lawrence shared in this episode um so much so that it was in my top i feel like i didn't mention that earlier but i think in general i have one more thing i'll say about that but i'll save that till after we go through our rankings but yeah i do think that lawrence he didn't listen to the homies, but they also didn't really have anything to share that was worthwhile. <laughs> right. Um, speaking of worthwhile, uh, TSA Bay has potentially left us, and that is my third and final bottom <laughs> three. I really love that guy. I promise you, when he was the hype man at the uh, mixer, everything he said, I was laughing a lot. I really re- just enjoyed his presence. Um, I think that I was telling you this earlier, a lot of baseball players have walk-up songs when they go to bat. And if I had a walk-up song for this podcast, it would actually just be the line from TSA Bay when he says, on God, this party is lit. (laughs) I just love it so much. So the, the fact that I have to say goodbye to TSA Bay is making me sad. Um, but Issa did explain that he's got, what, multiple kids from multiple women. <laughs> right. And she's not trying to be added to that mix. And one on the way? Was, was <laughs> I think one there on might the be one on the way. <laughs> so, I mean, you know. I, In, yes, go ahead, sorry. <laughs> no worries. I was, have your fun. Like, you respect to, you know, you know, <laughs> have your fun. Um, do, you know, your yoga exercises with him and stuff. But, yeah, you know, <laughs> some things just be slipping. Um, literally. Li- yes, literally. I see what you did so, there. <laughs> 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 let's see. My last, 
my last bottom point I have. Um, and this is just like this is this is just nitpicking at this point. Yeah. Um, you mentioned the Halloween, uh, you know, Halloween scene. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's so more, so much more potential they could have done with that. You're right. If it's Halloween, like give us a Halloween episode. Yeah. Give us like some more scenes, like passing out like candy to the kids, or going to like a Halloween like you know function afterwards. You know, I feel like Halloween only happens once a year, and. It's, you don't know this. I don't know if you know this, but it's one of my favorite holidays. I had no idea. <laughs> do, you, do you trick or treat? <laughs> if I can. Who's the last, you know? what's that, the last thing you dressed up as? Break down your costume for 2019. Oh, I mean, I didn't go out and trick or treat. 2018. I oh, I didn't trick or treat that yet. <laughs> it's your favorite though? It is. You can eat candy. Sometimes I buy candy for myself, <laughs> you know, and no one's going to blame me for that. And... <laughs> But, you know, I did dress up as, you know, I go back to Pocahontas, and I wasn't Pocahontas, but I was one of the... I wish you were. <laughs> one of her one of her male uh, counterparts in the show. Anyways, we're going to get back on it. See, <laughs> they could have had all those fun scenes. Right, let's Imagine... tell the writers we should have had a true Halloween-themed episode. Right. Well, okay, so that's my surprise category real quick. Okay. Is, what would have been your favorite costume on which male cast member or female cast member but we already saw most of the female cast members okay okay um i feel like i gotta <laughs> think about that um if it's on a cast member that's not one of the main four i would love to see chad as tarzan <laughs> because he's a box now <laughs> and i just think that would be like it would be nice to look at a little bit at the same time you know i love to hate chad right so I feel like I just I would be there for the banter or whatever comments he would put in conjunction with being Tarzan. Right. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> this is an excellent question. I feel like I'll think about this later and be like, that was a terrible answer, Brianna. What no, do you think? It was so good. What do I think? Oh man, Derek as I don't know. I, I you know, I like Derek as like a like fatherly figure as he's gonna be like as dad soon. <laughs> yeah. So I wanna see Derek in a kangaroo outfit with okay. like the a baby little baby couch. kangaroo in the couch as I, well. That's cute. In that's very cute. And I wanna see but he needs to jump around in the outfit too. <laughs> so <laughs> I I'm so intrigued by that man. I feel like Derek really is just giving you even keel of everything every time we see him. With a, with a slight bit of, like, what was your life like before? <laughs> right. Because he'd be hopping cities when he breaks up. He told us about that dude he got rid of from Tiffany's work. <laughs> right. And then he made it very ominous, like, what happened to that dude. Yes. So, who's to say? We Who, need to spin off. Who's to say? Speaking of too. Halloween, though, I'll also say that it's a little bit weird the way that they've given us, the, like you said, they could have done so much more with that Halloween scene. And I realized, I think the writers just want to give us a timeline. Mm. Like, help us understand that... It's currently October. In episode one, we saw that the mixer was four months before the block party. Yeah. If it's October in episode two, we can assume that maybe it was September in episode one. And next, we saw a sneak peek about Thanksgiving, so we know it's going to be a month later in episode three. So I'm not sure if we need to really know these things, but I realize we can keep track of it now. Yes. And we couldn't before. Yep. For those who care. Exactly, and we care. Issa, Issa, we love this show. We love this show. We are breaking it down, sis. So 
Give us whatever you want. Send me a compass. I will keep track of the direction y'all are standing in when right. you look yeah. at your block party Don't, layout. We're gonna put an email in the in the show notes so y'all can get a hold of us. <laughs> All right. Did you have another bottom? <laughs> um. So yes, but it's more of a. This is more of a thought of what I think is gonna happen next, and it's kind of like persistent for me. So I was talking earlier about how I enjoyed Issa and Lawrence's back and forth and just watching them be good friends there is a piece of me that believes their friendship is good enough to impact lawrence and condola's relationship Mm -hmm. for the negative yeah for the worse for the bad whatever however you (laughs) want to say that i think and you got to really pay attention to this when Issa calls lawrence the second time in this episode he's on the couch he's watching looking for latoya he smirks a little bit when he sees who it is calling him. I thought it was Condola. Mm, Because he picks up the phone talking about some, hey, it's Issa. (laughs) It was not Condola. And granted, after that, Issa tries to, you know, shoot the breeze, and he's like, we can hang up now. Right. So it's still very mellow, but I absolutely believe five years will give you that moment right there. And causes me to think either at the block party or right after, something's going to go down between Lawrence and Condola because of Issa. I don't want to say they're going to sleep together. Like, I don't want to claim that. People are claiming that. Right. But something's going to happen. I'm scared. I am. I'm scared because I like Condola. I wanted to work with her and Lawrence. Issa (laughs) is doing a great job of growing without Lawrence. So let's keep it that way. Right, but I mean, TSA Bay is now, you know, out of the picture. Yeah, Plan B became Plan A or whatever it used to say. <laughs> right. Which means she ain't got no more plans. <laughs> Correct. So Lawrence gonna come up. <laughs> Who's the, who, who knows? Who knows? I feel like those, that stood out to me, though. That okay. stood out to me. It also preceded my favorite line in the episodes. I'm not sure if we're talking about that yet. Oh, we can go ahead and get into it. Our okay. favorite line. Okay. So my favorite <laughs> line is actually right in that same scene. Lawrence looks at the phone. Once he gets off the phone with Issa, he's watching, looking for LaToya. Or maybe it's before the call, but either way, he sees what happens and he goes, they never find us. And that's not necessarily a funny line, but it was one that I felt deep to my core as a black woman in America. Right. <laughs> gotcha. You, are, you mentioned earlier we had some guests in the room today. I think they've given us some really good uh, feedback for some of your questions. Okay. All right. You you wanna give you wanna start off with the feedback. <laughs> so we're talking Halloween costumes for insecure characters. Okay. Lawrence as Frozone from The Incredibles. Oh. <laughs> that would be the perfect awkward moment for him. Imagine him coming in talking about where's my super suit. Wait, 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 wait. But what color was he? He's blue, right? He's blue. So you can't go back to the dunes though, dressed in that blue though, because you know you got bloods back there. It's so Lawrence can't really be hanging out with the same people from before. If it's all right. Him. He's a new man anyway. He done moved. He gotten a better job. Right. Frozone. Yo, that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> what do you have for my guests? Um, let's see. It's a question actually. Okay. Uh, what's more likely? Um, pregnancy from Molly and Torian having a baby or <laughs> getting pregnant at least versus Issa and Lawrence getting pregnant. So, you know, what's more likely? And there's three options. What's more likely? Issa being pregnant 
uh, Molly and Torian hooking up, which, you know, something I feel like we, you know, might have mentioned before. Or Issa and Lawrence hooking up. Absolutely, Issa and Lawrence. And I just said how I don't want to see it happen. (laughs) But it feels likely because everything else is just, like, too much out of left field. Yeah. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I think Mirror Bitch and the condom... (laughs) All of that happened the way it did so that we could have a moment of humor, but keep it moving. Like, if Issa's pregnant from TSA Bay, not only does it feel like we've derailed the show and its premise, it also feels like we've derailed Issa's progress. Absolutely. And I think a big part of this show is seeing Issa go from being in this ain't-going-nowhere shitty job with We Got Y'all to doing something for herself and for her community that she cared about in this block party. Yeah. The pregnancy would be too much. But, you know, what's the best way to show that you've grown to be able to overcome obstacles? Fair. So if we're saying, you know, she's you know she's blown up a little bit, then, you know, being able to handle her stuff, being able to, you know, kind of get over those issues, um, you know, would be something to think about. Here's another question. What's the likelihood that Issa is pregnant from TSA Bay and then her and Lawrence hook up and then she keeps the baby because she thinks it's Lawrence's. And <laughs> it ends up being TSA Bay. Now we're watching a different television show. Okay, I won't entertain this. Now we're watching Love and we, Hip Hop. We I won't entertain it. This is a telenovela. <laughs> and I need one produced by Issa Rae. Please. I won't entertain it. What it, Can you pick one of those three, though? The, the original three? Yeah. <laughs> um, Most likely to so have happen. I, I don't think the pregnancy is likely, given that, you know, Issa made a comment that, you know, plan B is plan A. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I don't think it's likely. Molly and Torian, you know, I could see some of the frustration, you know, kind of being alleviated by, you know, hooking up. But then Molly's with Andrew right now. Right. So, I hope that goes okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but not to say that, you know, maybe Molly and Andrew get some distance in between them and then Torian and, you know, her need to just kind of settle things. Molly and Andrew are not a couple. Right. They haven't labeled it. Exactly. But I, I have to agree with you in the end when it comes to Issa and Lawrence hooking up. Um, I think that's most likely. And, you know, we'll see. I don't. Is Condola still in the picture? Is she not? Right. Who's to say? Who's to say? Time, time will tell. Exactly, but I think uh, I think we reached our time there. Did we make so, it to the end? Yes. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Another one, no DJ Khaled. <laughs> right. All right. Thanks, you guys, for joining us again. We're gonna have um, some contact information in the show notes down below. So feel free to send us some of the things that we talked about before. Again, this has been Glenn. This is Bree. Thank you so much. Yeah. Stay safe. Stay in quarantine. Bye. They put in the promo code and it doesn't Use work. Use the promo code Moongrove for a 30-day free trial. <laughs> you can't just do the commercial. Yeah, can you come in for a commercial break, please? <laughs> right. University sponsored. You win. <laughs> <laughs> On quarantine, I don't know. They need more people to sign in.